Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Bible Code. What Bible codes are found for the flood of Genesis? Is there a Bible code including DNA for this flood? And how does this point to the inerrancy of the Word of God? Before proceeding to the flood, let us first look at Noah and what Bible codes can be found. The number 5 in the King James Bible is defined as grace, and the number 10 is defined as testimony. The fifth time Noah's name is mentioned is in Genesis chapter 6, verse 8. It says, But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. What is interesting about this scripture is is that it contains 10 words. Noah did not doubt the testimony of God. Otherwise, he would not have built the ark. Let us now take a look at Genesis chapter 6, verse 9. It reads, These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. Interesting that the word walked is used in the King James Bible in 23 books of the Old Testament. Who is the promised seed? The answer is Jesus Christ. Now, for those of you who are new, why do I mention 23 as relevant and important? Well, we have covered in the past that 23 is death in the first Adam. And I say that because 23 is the number of chromosomes contributed by a father. All of us are spiritually dead because we are made in the image of the first Adam. You can find this in Genesis chapter 5, verse 3, where it reads, And Adam lived 130 years and begat a son in his own likeness after his image and called his name Seth. Now, 23 also means life because it was through the second Adam, the heavenly Adam, that we are born again because Jesus Christ is the promised seed, the word says, and that seed is the word, the incorruptible word. First Peter chapter 1 verse 23 states that we are born again by. You will also find this in the book of First John. Chapter 3, verse 9, that states, Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. So getting back to Genesis chapter 6, verse 9, where we see that Noah walked with God. Walked is found in 23 books of the Bible, of the Old Testament, and I find that interesting because it correlates to the fact that, for one, who is he walking with? Well, he's walking with Jesus Christ before Jesus Christ had bodily form. And Jesus Christ is God. He walked with the promised seed. The next section I would like to point out is the destruction of the coming flood and what number is represented for this flood. In the sixth chapter of Genesis, you will find in the 13th verse, God foretelling the destruction of the earth by water. The number 13 is defined in the King James Bible as depravity and rebellion. In fact, the first 13th chapter in the Bible is Genesis 13, where we see the men of Sodom and Gomorrah. I will read to you this verse. It says, But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. 
This is the first mention of the word sinners in the Bible. And what's interesting, this is the 13th chapter, the 13th verse, and it actually contains 13 words. Now let's take a look at Bible numbers when it relates to the ark. Genesis chapter 6 verse 15 reads, And this is the fashion which thou shalt make it of. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, the breadth of it 50 cubits, and the height of it 30 cubits. Three measurements are given for the ark. We see the number three mentioned twice in these cubit measurements. The number three is a number for the Godhead. You will find that in 1 John chapter 5, verses 7 to 8. Another number mentioned in the dimensions of the ark is the number 50, defined in the Bible for the Holy Spirit. Think of Pentecost. It happened on the 50th day. How many stories is the ark? There are three stories, again, for the Godhead. But let us look at the occupants that would be placed in the ark, the animals. How does Bible numbers relate to the animals? Well, the number four is defined as the world. Think of it this way. How many directions do you have when it comes to the world? North, south, east, west. You have four. The animals gathered that had the breath of life in them. Notice this phrase in Genesis 6, verse 17. It reads, And behold, I, even I, do bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh wherein is the breath of life from under heaven, and everything that is in the earth shall die. Breath of life is found four times in the Bible. Do you think that's just a coincidence? Now, this is mentioned in the 17th verse. Why did this flood need to occur? Some think that it's just because of the evil of that time. Angels, the Bible says in chapter 6 of Genesis, were corrupting the genetic line in order to prevent the prophecy of Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, from occurring. Now, that's not something that you hear much about, but it kind of makes me wonder if that is by design. The angels that were mixing their DNA with human DNA, the dangers that this posed was they were not keeping after their kind. If the Bible says in Jude, the angels which left their first estate are reserved in everlasting chains for the judgment of the great day, this is talking about the angels of Genesis. And these angels were directly trying to corrupt the the line of Noah. Do you think it's a coincidence that earlier I mentioned he was perfect in his generations? You see, Genesis chapter 3, verse 15 states, And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed, and it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. If you do not have a line that the Savior can come down that is perfect, then you cannot be defeated. That's a pretty interesting war tactic, wouldn't you think? There was never a salvation plan for angels. So the flood had to come in order to prevent a genetic line from being tampered with beyond recognition so the Savior could come. Is it a coincidence that the number six, which is the chapter that we are looking at for all of this, happens to be the number for the weakness of man? This same number that man was created on 
and the same number where darkness fell on the earth as Jesus hung on the cross when judgment occurred. That is found in Matthew 27, verse 45, and Mark 15, verse 33. I also want you to consider the fact, as we look down the pike of prophecy, that as it was in the days of Noah, could it be that the genetic tampering that was going on then, could we now be seeing it happening again? Do you think it's just a coincidence that the new medical devices coming out deal with DNA? Just think about that. But what is also interesting about chapter 6 of Genesis is it contains 22 verses, and 22 is the number defined as light. The menorah had 22 bowls on it that was in the tabernacle, and it gave light. The other book that has 22 for Revelation is the book of Revelation. In this book, you are given divine revelation of who the Antichrist is, in who the real Christ is. So God is telling you in chapter 6 of Genesis what his plan is going to be because of the evil that has befallen the earth. I know we took a lot of time for that last section, but I think it's important to understand. Let us now turn to the ark, a place of salvation, and the plan of God. Ark is found first That word, ark, is found first in Genesis chapter 6, verse 14. Let's pause for a moment and just consider that, the first mention of ark. 6, for the weakness of man. 14, for the number of deliverance and salvation. We have the ark of Noah, that if you went into the ark, you were saved. Then we have the ark in the Old Testament, starting with the tabernacle, that contained the manna, the Ten Commandments, and the rod of Aaron that budded. This is where the mercy seat was located. Do you think it's just a coincidence the first time Ark occurs is in chapter 6, verse 14? Another thing to consider is who became the weakness of man to die for the sins of the world that we have deliverance and salvation through. You see, the ark that is found for Noah and the ark of the Old Testament is a picture of Jesus Christ, is it not? And here we have the first mention of ark in Genesis chapter 6, verse 14. But there's more to this word. It is also found in 23 chapters of Genesis and 14 books of the Old Testament. You could almost say that's a double witness. The number 23 we have already talked about associated with seed. The word ark is found precisely seven times in chapter six of Genesis. The number seven in the King James Bible is defined as divine completeness and spiritual perfection. And isn't that what the ark is? His divine plan to save man. During that dispensation, it was simply be saved by obedience of getting into the ark. Let us take a look at Genesis chapter 7, verse 1. And the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark, for thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. We had already spoken earlier about the dimensions of the ark and that there was a lot of the number 3 as well as the number 50. 3 for the Godhead, 50 for the Holy Spirit. I had somebody, a creation scientist, 
point out one time that where would God have to be in order to say, come thou and all thy house into the ark? He didn't say go to the ark, come into the ark. Well, you would have to be in the ark, wouldn't you? And that's exactly where God, his salvation was, in the ark. In fact, the phrase into the ark is found 14 times in the Bible for deliverance and salvation, again by design. Now, who was in this ark? Male and female, terms that uh, are toxic, you could say today. But that was God's divine plan because he knows that male and female is what needs to occur for reproductive purposes. Male and female together, that phrase is found seven times in seven chapters and in seven verses in four books, four for the world and the divine plan of God. Now Noah brought seven of all clean animals and two each, male and female, of the unclean. Now for those who may not understand, he brought an extra of the clean for sacrificial purposes. Clean is found in 46 chapters of Leviticus, the book depicting the Feast of the Lord. In fact, you will find the Feast of the Lord in the 23rd chapter of Leviticus. The floods came seven days after Noah and his family and all the animals were sealed into the ark. Where else is the number seven for the flood found? Well, the ark rested on the seventh month, and Noah waited seven days twice for the waters to recede. Let us now take a look at victory over wickedness in regards to the flood, which deals primarily with the number 17. In Genesis chapter 6, where we have been focusing from verses 5 to verse 22, happens to be 17 verses. God explains the coming destruction and his plan to save Noah and his family and all who will enter into the ark through the provision that God has made. Remember the number 17 again means victory in the King James Bible. Where else can we see the number 17 associated with the flood? Let us look at Genesis chapter 8, verse 17, keeping in mind victory for the number 17. Bring forth with thee every living thing that is with thee of all flesh, both of fowl and of cattle, and of every creepy thing that creepeth upon the earth, that they may breed abundantly in the earth, and be fruitful and multiply upon the earth. In this passage of scripture, God speaks precisely 46 words. Now, if you're just joining us, 46 is the number of chromosomes in the human body. At the end of this verse, we see victory over the flood and God speaking to be fruitful and multiply upon the earth. And this is in verse 17. This is speaking of man as well as animal carrying on the seed line and having offspring. Is it just a coincidence that this verse contains 46 words, again, for the number of human DNA? But there's more to the number 17. The flood starts on the 17th day as well as ends on the 17th day. And you'll find that in Genesis chapter 7, verse 11, and chapter 8, verse 4. Again, what was God gaining the victory over? Preserving the seed line so that the Savior could come. But now let's take a look at the depth of the waters and the rest of God. 
The flood waters were 15 cubits above the hills. That's what the Bible says. That is very specific. And why 15? And why make mention of the depth unless there is something to understand? You will find this in Genesis 7, verse 20. The number 15 means rest in the Bible. Once the waters prevailed, what happened? Well, all died. Let us take a look at Genesis chapter 7, verse 23. And every living substance was destroyed, which was upon the face of the ground, both one man, number two, cattle, and number three, creepy things, and number four, fowl of the heaven. And they were destroyed from the earth, and Noah only remained alive, and they that were with him in the ark. Isn't it interesting? Four specific things for the world are listed that died. Who is the fifth thing listed for grace? Noah and his family, and where were they? In the ark where grace was. All four things that died that are listed, the man that was disobedient and didn't get into the ark, cattle, creepy things, and fowl of the heaven, all of these together are found in 23 books of the New Testament. Man was killed that did not believe the message of salvation, which at this dispensation was to enter the ark and be saved. You see, for 120 years, Noah built that ark. There was no escaping the testament of such a magnificent monument. They say that during the time of Noah, that there was a mist that watered everything. They didn't even know what rain was. And the oceans, well, they didn't have the oceans that we do. You see, the oceans that we have is a byproduct of the flood. We are just about done with this study. I'd like to cover now redemption and sacrifice. The number 20 in the King James Bible is defined as redemption. In verse 20 of chapter 8, Noah builds an altar and makes sacrifices to the Lord. The phrase an altar is found in 14 books for salvation and deliverance and 46 verses of the Old Testament. Again, the number associated with human DNA. Just the word altar is found in 23 books of the Bible and 23 times in the New Testament. Why do we see in chapter 8 of Genesis, Noah building an altar? He was sacrificing because he was so happy, so grateful that he made it through this devastation because God provided grace. He saved Noah and his family in an ark. And here we see a sacrifice in the 8th chapter, and 8 is new beginnings. I would like to direct your attention to Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. It reads, While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. There are eight things that I just listed. Seed time, harvest, cold, heat, summer, winter, day, night. Here we have again, eight chapter of Genesis for new beginnings. And this is the result of these new beginnings. See, some believe that there was a firmament in the time of Genesis, because there has been palm fronds and such discovered where ice only inhabits now. And there is absolutely no way tropical plants could have lived in these regions. Something was different. 
This world was different before the flood. But now we see after the flood, these eight specific categories. Now this is how the earth is going to be in this new beginnings. And everything is created and and upheld by Jesus Christ, is it not? That's what the Bible says. All eight of these things are found in 23 books of the New Testament. Now you tell me that's just a coincidence. And finally, in chapter 9, we see the word covenant found in 23 chapters of Genesis and seven times in chapter 9. This is where God gives the bow, the rainbow, as a sign of the covenant. Now the number seven is a number for divine completeness. And who again made this covenant? That would be God. There is no by chance that this word covenant is found seven times in chapter nine. As we wrap up this study on Noah and the flood and the DNA and Bible code that it contains, I want you to think about just how detailed of a book the Bible is. Look around you in this world and notice the patterns. Notice how detailed just the moon phase and cycles are. Notice how detailed your DNA is. Don't ever think for a moment that the Bible is some random book that doesn't have everything in it that it needs to have because Jesus Christ is the Word. We do not serve a sloppy God. We serve a very precise, very orderly and organized God who knows the number of hairs on your head. Think about that for a moment. How often do you shed hair, yet he knows that rotating number for not only you, but every single individual on this planet. Do you think that it is just a coincidence, all of these patterns in scripture that we have covered? What that shows is chapters, verses, as well as the book order is all ordained and preserved because God wrote it, God authored it, and he is the word. He sent his son to be the promised seed that through him, we are born again. Don't think that this terminology is figurative. It is literal. And we see a DNA code, I believe, because it is that literal, because he's that detailed. So I hope you enjoyed this lesson. Tune in next time as we look at another number in the King James Bible for the Bible Code.